Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancey and She. After what it seemed like a year, we back. We back! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I looked back at the, uh, the timeline on our podcast and it was the last one was released May 8th. That's almost two months ago. Oh Lord have mercy. We're due, yeah, brother. We, uh, yeah, we uh, we, we kind of realized, I think we both almost texted each other at the same time. It's like, okay, it's, we, we got to do this. <laughs> There's two people out there, not including our mothers, that want to hear this. <laughs> I wouldn't even include our mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely don't want to hear this. Uh, but no, yeah, I wanted to get back in this. Uh, a good bit has transpired uh, since last we talked. Uh, Georgia uh, got back to its the, get back to the glory days. Uh, ain't nothing finer in the land than a Georgia football player. In jail. Getting charged. Going to jail. <laughs> I don't even... Uh, well, did he go to jail? Is he in jail I right now? I don't know. I think... I don't know what the... I don't know what the status is. I just know he's no longer with us that, uh, in the sense of well, playing on, on the team. Yeah, he's still alive, but... Right, 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 right. He's right. not on the football team. Uh, and right, and right. why don't you... You know, for the people, the anybody... If there's some... If there's a Georgia football fan that doesn't know what you're talking about, why don't you explain what we're talking about first, and then we'll uh, dive into it. Yes, so we've got uh, Jeremiah Holloman, has uh, one who was believed to be uh, the upcoming uh, number one wide receiver, who would have been kind of our, our go-to guy, uh, is no longer on the football team. There was some domestic violence going on, and uh, there was an investigation, and uh, it happened kind of just overnight there was it was last year you think it was april of last year yeah so it was april of last year but the investigation started at the beginning of june of this year and we were we were actually at the beach at the time and you know we got out of the pool and we're about to get ready for dinner feeling pretty good you know having having some a few drinks and uh hanging out and uh sure enough get a notification breaking news georgia football starting receiver you know, dismissed from team, and uh, you know that's when that's when the you start to question everything. <laughs> uh, and, and and you know, and we we talked about this before the show, and obviously we both feel the same way. You know, it's kind of one of those things that you know it's although it is weird that okay this happened in April 2018, you know, and we're 2019 now. Now that doesn't take away from what he did. You know, he reportedly and they investigated on this i mean they took a month nearly month-long investigation uh you know on these allegations and essentially he after the 2018 g-day game him and his girlfriend got in a spat um he apparently choked her um and then he since denied that but uh he also was supposedly punched her in the face and that's certainly true because she went to the hospital and had to have stitches for it. So it's kind of one of those things that I, I pretty much believe the entire story of what happened. And I believe that, you know, he did all those things that, you know, was reported. Um, and that's just not something that we can can condone. It's just not, you know, that's not, I mean, I, I applaud Kirby for, you know, allowing the investigation to take place to make sure that was exactly what happened and, uh, sure enough, whenever it came out that the findings of the investigation or what were you know what was reported, um, immediately dis- dismissed from the team, you know, without hesitation. Yeah, I mean, it came came quick. I mean, it it was uh, it was kept quiet, trying to prevent drawing a bunch of attention, and uh, and it happened, and it was done. And uh, Kirby obviously released his statement saying he was uh, hold our team up to the highest standard, our players and uh, our student athletes and uh he was disappointed in all this and but kind of like i said just happy he jumped on top of this and uh i mean hate we're not going to have our top wide receiver but glad he's uh, glad he's gone because we don't want somebody like that uh on our team um but so we hope that uh the the lady is is doing all right hopefully she has recovered fully and, and is okay um but uh on a, on a i guess i guess on a lighter note we're going to talk about how uh this puts us in quite a pickle. Yeah, yeah. And I, real quick, I do want to say, uh, for those who, of you who did not follow the 2017 recruiting class very highly or very, you know, on top of it, it basically, like, his mom was 
the most the like loudest parent of any of those recruits of that year and like in a, in a good way like very supportive of the class and like trying to basically be like some of these other recruits who like recruit other recruits while they're committed to a school blah 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 uh, was very involved and for this to be to happen i'm sure is a huge embarrassment to the family um so it's uh i mean it's a sucky situation it, it does suck and i mean you know, hopefully he will learn from this and move forward, and and hopefully he's you know done gone through the steps of apologizing and you know making up for his mistakes and and you know hopefully he never does it again. But uh, yeah, we we're in a pickle. We you know swapping back to football, the things that don't matter quite as much, but still matter to us because we're doing this podcast. Um, yeah, we 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 are in a good situation right now as far as people that are going to be catching the ball slinging out of Jake Fromm's hand. We've basically lost our top five uh, ball catchers uh, from 2018. Uh, and so so if you look at – you got Nada, you got um, uh, you got Ridley, you got Miko, uh, and then we've got uh, – Terry. we got JJ and we've got Terry. All five, all gone. I mean, yep. they, they made up – uh, a huge bulk of our, of our yardage and uh, and we're also just a major a major presence uh, on the on the outside and great blocking receivers and, and guys that had a, had a huge impact Miko obviously in the return game um, uh, just had guys that uh, made, made a huge impact and so uh, this JJ was I mean he across the board he was everybody's guy he was the guy that was going to kind of be that be that jump ball guy, be able to go get that ball down the field. Um, yeah, he was going to be the Ridley of the Ridley or the Javon Wims of the past few years. Like he was going to be the go-to receiver for this year. I mean, he was pretty yeah. much. I I think to me halfway through the year last year. I mean, I think Ridley, you know, kind of still still kept his role. But I mean, I think really it was probably the Florida game actually. Whenever Jeremiah had two two touchdowns right in front of our face. Um, that was when I think everybody was like, okay, like he's actually turning into the number, like almost the number one target for for Fromm right now. Yeah, no, he definitely picked up. And, and looking at his stats, he had a, had a huge year. Um, I think had twenty five catches, and uh, just just a, just a I mean, big guy, big presence, come and uh, and uh, we'll just go up and, and get after it. So um, we're 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 in in a bind here. Uh, obviously, we've still got Swift. Uh, and we've got uh, our, our tight ends, a couple of our tight ends, and uh, we're gonna have to rely heavily on some guys that are coming back. Who and, and and so I guess part of the the, the fear is okay. You you've basically wiped the, the slate clean, but at the same time, we haven't really given these guys uh, a huge that they haven't had a lot of opportunities, the guys that come after them. So they haven't really had a chance to prove themselves because we these were our top guys. I mean, they were all all these guys. We, we didn't throw the ball that much in the grand scheme of things. And so if we're not giving them shots, um, I mean, and to, and to think, I mean, any other year, we had our top five wide receivers or five ball catchers. Um, they were all pretty fantastic, and and like I said, you don't typically lose them all at one time. But we never really had a chance to throw them to any of the other guys. So yeah. these these guys uh, still have a chance to prove themselves. So I mean, and, and obviously it's not like we're coming. The 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 cabinet is bare. There's nothing. There, there's nothing there. We've got some freaking talent. <laughs> yeah. And we so do. Uh, and so it's just it's more of. Are these guys going to be able to step up without a lot of real playing time? I mean, I think that's kind of the big question. That's yeah. I mean, I, Tyler Simmons is going to have to be not only you know leading the offense, but he's going to have to be a leader all, all, off the field as well. I mean, didn't he didn't he just get arrested not too long ago? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember that was kind of something. I don't know if it was swept under the rug or if it was kind of like one of those things that like, it wasn't that big of a deal, so it was overlooked. What I don't know what happened, but all I know is uh, he got arrested at some point and. I haven't seen anything to make me believe that he's not going to be starting on day one. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting to see though. I mean, I, so I mentioned this to you before we started, but I'm looking at the list, uh, you know, obviously I see our top five receiving yardage, uh, players last year, all gone, 
you know the ones all the ones you just said deandre swift was number six on uh, receiving yards leading the team uh and then he and then after him is charlie charlie werner and then tyler simmons was number eight and then after that our next true wide receiver in terms of leading the team last year and receiving yards uh was trey blunt and he had 39 yards receiving wow and i think you know you you sit back and you look at okay first of all i i swear i thought matthew landers caught a ball last year but apparently he didn't i'm looking at the stats right here uh matthew landers is one of those guys that i think very well could stand up and and be you know be the guy that's honestly he could probably be the guy that replaces holloman if he works his tail off and you know if you watch you know when we were talking about the g-day you know way back when when we recorded our last episode all those espn announcers that's all they could that's he was like the one guy that they couldn't stop talking about mm-hmm. it was like this matthew landers guy has so much potential he's so athletic and then you know he would catch like every other ball that went to him and they were like oh but he went up really well for the ball i mean i think he's got a he does have a lot of potential he's a very athletic body lean and you know tall but you know none of these guys are really proven exactly what you just said we have to have somebody that we can really lean on a little bit and i'm hoping simmons can be that guy but we still do have players and we got some boys coming in too i'm excited to see what they can do i mean i'm, I'm terrified because new offensive coordinator young team hopefully we'll be able to run the ball efficiently we've got uh swift and and, and those guys but it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to be able to incorporate uh, a whole plethora uh, of new guys and and to really get get them to see the ball i, I don't know it's just i mean you're we're really starting over uh on the on the receiving side which i i'm trying to think the last time we did that and uh when we didn't have a single guy <laughs> coming back. For I mean, us. so I mean, I don't. I mean, I remember. I mean, I I, I can't remember a time when when we had like nobody. <laughs> yeah. Um. To be honest with you, because I was kind of thinking like twenty after twenty ten. Twenty ten was AJ's last year, and we still had T King after him, and we had him to what twenty twelve or so somewhere around there. Yeah. I mean, we we had we had a few different receivers, you know, at, at a time. But I mean, Chris Conley was still there for a while to like twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen, somewhere along those lines. Michael Bennett was was there, so we had some guys, some older guys. I mean, no, none of those guys were flashy. Even Tavares wasn't flashy, but he was still like Marlon Brown too. Like all these guys, like we still had a presence, and these guys at least had some experience. Um, this is this is at least in recent memory the last time i can remember us like coming back with like okay we have one guy who's like semi-proven if that had 138 yards last year tyler simmons well and and at the same time we've never had this much raw talent at a position that's so unproven i mean yeah i think uh you you look at clemson this past year what's his name ross is it justin ross or something something like that that, something that that the kid that was just like i'm gonna be a freshman and i'm gonna be i don't know the one of the best wide receivers in college football he's incredible (laughs) he's incredible the guy's insane um not saying that one of these guys is gonna be that but i mean these guys just have incredible talent and obviously really hoping that from is is gonna come into his own and take over I, i really I've kind of I feel like I've hinted it as a good bit just that my my fear that he hasn't lived up to the leadership spot uh, up until this point and I'm hoping that through kind of this adversity he's gonna be able to kind of use this as his opportunity to, to teach all these young guys to kind of orchestrate this offense um, and be that be that presence and really get these guys in line uh because when you got a lot of horses but you gotta you gotta be able to gotta have a good jockey i don't know what kind of analogy i'm looking <laughs> that's for that's it but. that's the one no i mean i think that fits i think that fits and it works a little bit but you see you see what i'm getting at yeah we've got we've got some thoroughbreds and we got to uh we got to we got to figure out how to use them because all these guys are going to be different we don't right don't i mean and then you've got a whole new coaching staff and um, even having a new uh, what's our, our wide receiver coach's name? I forget his name already. 
Um, but a new wide receiver coach or wide receiver uh, coach. And so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. Really just need Fromm to, to kind of step up and, and uh, take control of these guys and, and, and lead them to show them what success looks like. Yeah. I mean, show these guys that, hey, I've, I've, I've been to the national championship game. Um, I have an SEC title. Uh, we can, we can, we can do this. We we we've, right. we've been here before, um, so I'm hoping that's he he kind of takes that mantle. Well, that's kind of so. I, when I'm sitting here looking at you know a list of I mean a current roster and then you know some of the I mean I, there's three recruits you know that came in this past year that all three maybe at least at least two out of three can can potentially start start day one, um, but. We also still have, we have, I mean, the guys that are here, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting here saying like, this is, this is a receiving core that we can lean on right now, but I mean, we got some boys that can play. I, you look at the slot position. I mean, I think Kyrus could turn on this year. I have high hopes for him. I think I mentioned him in one of the last few episodes we did. Kyrus could come in and play big time. Matthew Landers on the outside. I think he's got a lot of potential as well, um, but then a lot of you know a lot of people are forgetting old Demetrius Robinson, man. I mean, you know, is is he going to step up? Is he Robertson? I always do that. Robertson, uh, is he going to step up and is is he going to be the player that we know he can be? You know, former five star went off to Cal, had a couple good years, comes back to Georgia. Last year didn't catch a single ball, not a single yeah. one. I, I yeah. which like I I I remember. Like while we were at the beach, my brothers and I, of course, we were talking Georgia football, and I sat there and was like, they were like, yeah, well, you know, Demetrius, he needs to step it up. He actually needs to catch a ball this year. I was like, what are you talking about? He caught a ball last year. No, they're like, no, he didn't. I was like, no, that that play against um, UMass, the the big Justin Fields actually threw it. He threw a huge the big t- reverse. Yeah, the huge <laughs> the huge touchdown. I was like, they were like, no, no, that was Meikle. I was like, crap, you're right. <laughs> I was like. I was like, how did he not – we played Austin P and UMass in the same year. You mean to tell me he didn't get a catch? <laughs> what? Yeah, well, he had, it wasn't on a reverse or something that he had a he long – he had a run. He had a run. I yeah. think it was against Austin P. Yeah, I can say he had, he had one reverse that he got and, and, and took it took it the distance. But um, got some uh, guys uh, – I, 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 and like I said, I, I'm going to – my hope is that it was just, like I said – we had so many ball catchers on the field this year, um, and they just all happened to go at the same time, uh, which is sucks, but is is life, I guess. But and we thought, and we thought, okay, that was a huge mistake by all of them, and then all of them got dropped. Not all of them, but and then, sorry, we thought, okay, that was a big mistake by a few of them, and then all of them got drafted. Yeah. Meek. Well, and my and my thing was too is I. I yeah, yeah, and got like having some guys like Miko go, and going when they did. I mean, I was I was happy for him, but still felt like another year, man, and could it, a round or two up. And yeah. you're talking about you make up that difference in a heartbeat. I mean, but I yeah. mean, they they did their did their thing. We're, hey, we're past that. We're um, I've already cried all my tears <laughs> when it comes to and, and we're happy for him. You know, no, we're yeah, ha- yeah. we're happy for him. Uh, but it's, I can, it's I, just I, I can have mixed emotions. I, yeah. I I can I can feel all kinds of things. That's we're. <laughs> I'm dynamic the, uh, in my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the the transfer kid from Miami? Kager, 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 Freddie Cougar, Freddie Cougar. Lawrence we've got Lawrence Kager. Lawrence Kager. Um, so my my thing is like we we've got. I, I'm having also mixed emotions because it's like I, I'm excited for what could happen. A lot of these guys could step up and, and be special. Uh, but we just have nothing to base it off of, and so it's just all right. It's like the house built on sand, uh, or whatever. Get get some get some scripture in there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got to. Got to. But uh, but um, so I mean, like I said it's it, it's just going to be something to watch out for. So we're just going to have to have the 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 running backs to step it up. The nice thing too, though, is the it's a the front half of the season. It's it's a our season's kind of heavy on the back middle to back half in terms of kind of week in and week out. The nice thing about like, obviously we have Notre Dame at home 
and speaking of that game, my grandma today, she said, uh, she said, have you seen those ticket prices for that for that Notre Dame game? <laughs> and I said, what'd you see? What'd you see, Mimi? She said, they're over a thousand dollars. Apparently, I don't know where she looked, but I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But um, the nice thing about that game, obviously, it's at home. The crowd's going to be out of out of their minds. I mean, and so which is a perfect running the ball environment. Just yep. like perfect, perfect for that. Um, obviously not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but ha- giving our, our season the way it's kind of laid out is nice for us to get these guys touches and to uh, really try some stuff out to build some chemistry between them and from. To well, get our, them. Our, our first game's against an SEC opponent. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, I'd say a, a big SEC away atmosphere. Not really. Uh, it's more like a glorified high school football team, football stadium. <laughs> uh, but still, it is an SEC team who is not going to be pushover, and they're going to be tested f- from the get-go. And then we have two cakewalks before we play uh, play uh, Notre Dame, which is great. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, per- it sets up perfectly well for them. And then we have so, the gauntlet in the middle of the schedule, which is not going to be fun. No, so we got to we got to get these guys. Uh, we got to get. So that's what I'm hoping is that offensive coaching staff is like, okay, we've got to we've got to do, we got to try some stuff. We got to experiment, uh, and um, hopefully this off season they're going to be able to do some do some special stuff too. So, I mean, I think it's going to line up okay. I, I think uh, I think they'll handle it well. Obviously, Kirby and his. Uh, and gosh, it's, it's kind of crazy to think uh, how how many years he's been been coaching now. Um, but uh, he he's gonna have a plan for it. So I, I'm excited about. It. I think it's uh I, I think it's going to be a a good thing. It's, good things are gonna happen, but it it could also be just absolutely terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's the. Uh, hesitation in our optimism <laughs> there. Uh, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm exact. I feel the exact same way. I'm like, well, I'm kind of excited because we get to see what these guys are made of, and then I'm also not excited because it's like, well, we don't know if these guys can catch catch anything. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> what the hell these guys can do. Gold. <laughs> they might have bricks for hands. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I, you know, you look at the guys that came in. We got two superstar receivers uh who one of them one of them truly is just like super athlete george pickens is going to be you know he's got he's got the height behind him that's the same or similar level to like an aj green type deal probably not quite that high and then you got dominique blaylock who's just a freaking workhorse at walton high school um and and a guy who just like puts his head down head down and like i wouldn't be surprised if he starts day one you know at the slot position and then Mikia Tung, who's probably going to be more of a project, um, you know, just similar to how Matthew Landers was, and then Lawrence Kager, who comes in playing ball at University of Miami, so we don't know how hell how good he is, you know, he he you could know, be terrible. The powerhouse that was Miami last year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and who knows? The guy could be super talented. He's six five, six five. I mean, two hundred twenty pounds. He could be super talented and just been on a terrible team. Let's hope that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said, we, we think we've kind of uh, said that we're, we've got a, a lot of opportunities, a lot of uh, holes to fill on the uh, on the receiving core. So uh, maybe these guys can uh, can can get it done. So we will find out soon, man. This season is uh, is approaching at a, an, an alarming speed. It is rapidly approaching, and I'm not mad about it. Every time we get to this point, like, you know, in the middle of summer, that's when I kind of shift my focus. You know, back in, back in like, early May, I'm like, you know what? I'm excited about getting out on the lake. Let's get a little bit of sun and get in the water. And don't get me wrong, there's time and place for that. But then once you get halfway through July especially, I'm like, football is basically a month away. Yeah. I mean, it actually starts on, like, August 24th, I think. It's like the the second to last weekend of August. Like Miami and Florida play each other that weekend. Hell yeah, I, I'll be watching that and pulling against Florida. I mean, no doubt. Oh, yeah. 
So, um, anyway, it's, there's a lot of things to be excited about. I'm really pumped about the defense. We'll get more into that, especially whenever we get close to the season, whenever we have our season preview, uh, which will be potentially two episodes again. We don't really know. We're still trying to figure that out. Um, but I'll uh, I tell you what, Chancey, I'll do a quick recruiting update and uh, just kind of run through it real quickly, and then we can get to our last point. And, um, anyway, I, I was kind of looking at, you know, since since we did our last podcast, I was like, well, let's see how many commits we've had since then. We've had eight. Uh, we're still kind of on the lower end. There's still a lot of guys that we're looking at that are highly considering us. Uh, there's several guys that are basically on the verge of saying, I'm with Kirby. You know, let me, let me be a part of this football team. Um, but I'm looking here. We've had eight commits. Uh, Mikhail Sherman, who's a uh, five-star linebacker from Washington, D.C., uh, he's. I watched a little bit of his highlights before we started, and damn, that boy is good. <laughs> he's he's he looks a lot like. I don't want to say he looks like Roquan, because that's saying a lot. But he looks like he could fit in really well. I mean, he can play inside or outside, and he looks like he'll fit in really well with those guys like Adam Anderson, Brenton Cox, uh, Nolan Smith, those kind of fellas. Uh, Tate Ratledge uh, was the next to commit. He's a Big time, big time offensive tackle from Rome. I think he's also a five star these days. I'm not quite positive. I wish I had that list up, but I don't have it ready. Uh, but he is, he went to, he's at Darlington. Shout out to Jess Milner. For, <laughs> appreciate appreciate you producing those boys over there. Uh, Jalen Carter, who's a defensive lineman from Florida. He's apparently one of those guys that a lot of people are saying he's just, it's for whatever reason, just really like, poorly ranked like they they think he actually could be a top 50 player in the country which is the kind of stuff that i like to hear because people said some of the similar stuff uh along the same lines that they did like jordan davis you know jordan davis came in had a lot of potential people thought he was going to be really raw then halfway through the year he like turns it on you're like wow this guy's our best defensive tackle so i hope he's similar to him warren brinson who's a defensive end or defensive tackle from uh, he actually goes to IMG Academy, which is funny because, you know, normally those guys are all like four-star and five-stars. He's actually three-star. Um, but I think that's going to change once the season gets here, once he gets one more season under his belt. I mean, at least I hope so. We beat out Florida for him, which is also always fun. We actually beat out a lot of – beat out Florida for a lot of these guys. Uh, Joshua Braun, don't know much about him, but he is massive. I looked at his his measurables – the kid is 6'6", 335 pounds. Why? Why? How do how do humans be like that? <laughs> how do they like that? Hell, hell, hell if I know. I'm 5'9", 190 pounds. And I'm like, you're, you're not even real. You're a monster. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's there's that. And then... Uh, Jared Zirkel, who's apparently some sort of kicker from like Texas, I think. So good. I'm glad we got another kicker, because I mean I think he's supposed to be a, a pretty like kind of a stud, and uh, you know as much of a stud as a kicker can be. I don't know, um, but yeah, we we're gonna have to find somebody to replace Rodrigo, and I guess it's gonna be that guy, Marcus Rosemi. I don't know if it's Rosemi or Rosami or Rosemi. Um, he is a receiver from Florida. I think we beat Florida out for him as well. He's actually a top 50 player in the country kind of underrated recruit uh, so i'm looking forward to hearing from him then we got Corey wren uh actually both of these guys like i think it was back-to-back days marcus marcus and Corey wren committed like i think Corey wren actually committed the same day that holloman got dismissed from the team i'm pr- pretty certain i think it was like breaking news starters starting receivers suspended and then like two hours later <laughs> Breaking news, Corey Wren commits to the University of Georgia. <laughs> so, I guess he's from New Orleans. Uh, I don't really know a whole lot about him, but I think he's kind of one of those kind of project receivers as well. Um, in the middle of all this, we had a kid who was committed to us. He was offensive lineman. Is I, I told you beforehand I'm going to butcher his name, and I, I don't mean to, but... I've been, I've been looking forward to this. It's thing. it's like Akinola, Akinola, Oganby... I think is how you say it. Um, just quick story about him. Uh, sorry for butchering your name, but he 
was huge dog, like, you know, committed to dogs, and then he, uh, you know, was kind of one of those guys that was being, recruiting other guys to come along with him, and was super gung-ho. Apparently, his mother had a stroke sometime last year, and hasn't gotten a lot better, um, and so he wanted to, he's from Texas, he wanted to play closer to home, so he committed to, he swapped from Texas, I mean, from Georgia to Texas A&M. But he kind of said afterwards, it's like, look, no hard feelings to Georgia. It wasn't anything y'all did. I just wanted to play closer to my mother, uh, things like that. So uh, all the best wishes to him. Uh, I mean, we would have loved to have him, but perfectly understand the reason why he didn't do that, not why he didn't stick with us. Um, then we also have Brian Breezy and Miles Murphy are two guys that we thought we might get. They're both big-time def- big defensive ends. Miles Murphy's actually from Georgia, from the Atlanta area. They're both five-star defensive ends. They both committed to Clemson. Go figure. I mean, they just – the rich get richer, man. Yeah, this is uh, – I was thinking about Clemson today uh, leading up to this, and it's we, – we thought we were worried about Alabama. Them boys – them boys in South Carolina um, are terrifying. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I was talking with my – brother about this and you know back back when Alabama and Clemson were playing for the national championship for what seems like you know the fifth time in a row but obviously we played Alabama for the championship but anyway what feels like you know they they seriously played each other like so many times over the past like five years but it's interesting because somebody was talking about how they were cheering for Alabama you know SEC I guess or whatever but when you sit back and look at it man it's like all right if Alabama wins that game Nothing nothing changes. They stay Alabama. That dynasty just keeps on. Um, but it's still vulnerable. If Clemson win that, wins that game, which they obviously did, then they continue to progress at a rate that's, that's, that's higher than Alabama's. They become, in my opinion, they become the biggest contender now and, and maybe, maybe knocked off Alabama as the number one dynasty in college football. I mean, they just have everything going for them. Their recruiting is incredible. They're, I mean, you know, we've been recruiting at a very high level the past over the past three, three or four years, but Clemson now lately, I mean, it's like it's like Alabama was back, you know, five years ago. Any five star was committing there, and it's it's that's how it is at Clemson right now, unfortunately. Um, but there's there's actually, I mean, there's a lot of hope for us to pick up a, a bunch of big names, four guys to keep your eyes on. Um, Three of I think three of which are five star players. Kendall Milton is a running back out of California. He's like six one, two fifteen, two twenty, something along those lines. Can run like the wind, brother. <laughs> Apparently, he's timed at like a a uh, high four four at two fifteen. I mean that those numbers are only going to get better. He's only going to get stronger, leaner. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing. You know, a lot of people are thinking he's going to be a dog. So we need a five star running back, man. We need we need another guy to come in and and honestly we're looking for two we're looking for two this year. Uh, there's another big time offensive lineman Cedric Van Pran. Um, he is leaning towards the dogs. There's a safety out of Arizona. Go figure. We're like recruiting all over the country these days. His name is I think Keely 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 Ringo something like that. Um, he is a safety defensive back cornerback. Uh, he's five-star guy he's uh he's stud i watched some of his highlights before we started and then arik gilbert is a uh tight end from the atlanta area i think he goes to uh gosh what's that not milton maybe it is milton somewhere up there (laughs) some one of those suburbs anyway he's a five-star tight end and uh i'm looking forward to seeing if he's gonna pick the dogs too so that's a that's a quick recruiting rundown there's still a lot to do. I mean, this is this class is just beginning. Every year, people freak out in these months. <laughs> I mean, months after signing day and before the season starts, it's like if we're not getting every freaking five-star or four-star we can, then, then we're going to suck and we're going to be in the top. We're going to be like number 15 class and all this stuff. It's like, come on, man. We're still going to be top five. Kirby, Kirby always comes through in the clutch. Every year, he's gotten better and better and better i mean we always end up with with a, just a phenomenal class and i mean i think this year and we, we've talked about it we're about to see that depth 
yep. that depth come into play here, and, uh, and and these guys are just gonna gonna walk into it and and walk into just a just a team that's got players at every position. Uh, if this the conversation we just had about wide receivers, if we'd had that conversation six years ago about all of our top five wide receivers are gone, we'd have been absolutely screwed. We would have gone five <laughs> and seven. <laughs> and we would without a doubt we would have been outside the top 25 by at least five miles uh, oh my god it'd have been ridiculous so uh recruiting is just happening at such a high clip now and like 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 you said i i am zero percent concerned because uh, kirby is a is, is a master of the art so um uh, you you did a fantastic job on that recruiting update by the way i i, I my throat's a little dry i've just been you know zipping them off you know we're just talking we talking we're talking you know what i'm happy to do it i'm happy to supply the recruiting i haven't been following it as much lately just because like i said this is kind of a point where not a whole lot going on but then i say i say that and then we have eight commits in the past you know month and a half so go figure go figure um i guess the last thing that we kind of wanted to talk about real quick was um chancy uh there's been a little bit of discussion about the Georgia Florida game, uh, about potentially relocating, and uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on it, uh, especially considering somebody somebody said that maybe we should do swapping between Mercedes Benz in Atlanta and Jacksonville. Ha! <laughs> what? <laughs> that is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, these people are out of their mind if you're gonna why would you ever want to go to atlanta for the for this game i, I don't know that I, I would never want to god i just can't even the thought of that of going to I, no <laughs> I, I i truly cannot fathom thinking oh this is a good idea we'll just like swap between atlanta and jacksonville every year well we got a perfectly great stadium with a lot of tradition you know just just an hour away in athens you know oh wait that's our home field Let's let's just go to Atlanta. No, that's an incredibly stupid thing to say. <laughs> well, I had not I had not I had not heard about that until you mentioned it. I, now I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the administration that's saying that. I'm I'm just saying there's yeah. been some fans that have been talking yeah. about that as a possibility. Well, they're a bunch of idiots because they that is ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Now, I, I oh my god, just the thought of that of having to go because a have to go to Atlanta like nobody wants that I mean if you if, you, if and, you're already and in nobody Atlanta, wants to if, go to Jacksonville either but because you have to go to Jacksonville you go to the coast you go to St. Right. Simons you go to Jekyll right. Island you go to Amelia right. Island right you go do the, do the fun things right there's a there's actually you can go to go to the beach you can there's seafood there's all kinds of stuff if I'm going to get Friday if I'm going to like take the Friday off before, and I'm just gonna go to Atlanta. What what am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> what what, Wait, what like what? That's actually a great point because you know it used to be where like all the schools in the Clark County, Oconee County area they got that day off. You know, like obviously the University of Georgia students got that day off. But if you get that day off and it's like okay, like the game's gonna be played in Atlanta, it's like okay, well half the student body's just gonna go home because that's where they're from. You know, <laughs> I mean. God. Oh yeah, I'm just going to go spend the night with my parents for the night, and then I'll wake up and go tailgate and then go to the game, and then I'll just go back to the house, take the take Marta back home. Lord like God, no. Sticking a pick, pitchfork in one of the greatest traditions in college football <laughs> and just twisting it really good. Like, my God. Why don't you just go ahead and break my arm? Okay. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, whoever recommended that, if you want to have a conversation about that, give me a, give me a call because I I got to I got to, I got to learn you something because that was terrible. We, Absolutely we've got terrible. A, we've got to set up like some sort of voicemail or something that people can yeah. call into. I don't know how you do that. I've heard some other podcasts are like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna listen to the voicemail uh, mailbox or mailbag or whatever. And I'm like, God, I wish we could do that just so people, people could call in and then we just you know rip them to shreds. People, yeah. So. Uh, no, that is that is terrible. Some some of the the versions of this that I well, I guess what we should talk about is that the uh, that there's a, a contract that the city of Jacksonville has with the University of Georgia and the other one, and the contract w- is basically talks about us having the game there, hosting the game, and all the 
the, the things that go along with that. Well, that contract is coming, uh, is, is about to expire. It's about to need a renewal. And so, uh, really, if, if you kind of look back on it, most coaches, especially, especially all the of recent years with how recruiting is, the coaches don't like. You can hear Kirby's thoughts on it. He he appreciates the tradition and likes and appreciates the history, but in terms of recruiting um, and, and losing a home game, like the us having to travel an extra game uh, almost no matter what, uh, all the way down to Jacksonville every year. Uh, puts a toll on your team so on the years that we're a home team for example we're not at home obviously right uh, then we don't we have to travel all the way down to Florida it's not an easy ride um, it's uh, yeah, like I say just traveling period uh, puts strain on you and, and, and messes you up before the game um, also the recruiting aspect of it which is we're losing that opportunity to speak to recruits so the um the from the football perspective the coaches and and whatnot don't want don't want the game in jacksonville from the city of jacksonville perspective they can't lose this game yeah because if you've never been there um well i guess i guess to say if you've actually only ever been to jacksonville for the georgia florida game and you go to jacksonville any other time you will understand why Jacksonville needs this game <laughs> because right. yep. it is their yep. number one, number two, and number three through 12 source of revenue <laughs> for the city. <laughs> All the businesses, everything, yeah. bank on. But even like even like St. Simons, they bank on everybody coming down to the game yeah. because it, it maxes out the, the all the rental properties. Um, all the the restaurants, all that kind of stuff. In in a time that's that's like the dead period or the beginning of the dead period for that area of the of the state, you know. Right, right. Like no, no, so, nobody's trying to go stay down in St. Simons and you know at the end of October, or early November, except yeah. for this reason. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, um, I mean, so I guess I had to kind of preface it with all that, but. Uh, hearing the conversation of the usual kind of home and away between Athens and Gainesville, um, uh, which would just be awful. Uh, that is also um, not as bad as the Jacksonville, Atlanta. Like, but <laughs> it's it's the next worst. Boy, have uh, you lost your mind? <laughs> I help you I find help it. You find. <laughs> uh, the, um, the other is the – the the Athens Jackson or Athens Gainesville Jacksonville circuit, yeah. So kind of going on that rotation. Um, what, what are which, your which I, I I wouldn't hate I wouldn't hate that. Like if it, it if it comes to the point where they are wanting to at least get some home gains out of it and leave the tradition in there every third year, I don't hate it. I I you know speaking from you know we were in school the entire time we were in school at the University of Georgia. There, it was always in Jacksonville. Obviously, it's been in Jacksonville for a long time, except for you know the two years in the middle of the '90s. And you know, it was something that I mean, everybody loved. Every I mean, but all the students go. All the students rent out those properties in St. Simons, and they go and have the day on the beach, and then are super hungover the next morning, but still make it to the bus somehow. And then you know, go and tailgate their hearts out, and then scream out, out, scream for the dogs. You know, the entire day. And, and and it's a lot of fun in terms of, you know, that's the spectacle. Nobody likes actually going to Jacksonville, but you go to Jacksonville because it's the coast trip that makes Jacksonville. So, and that goes, I mean, all that goes without saying. I'm not, you know, I'm not rewriting, you know, the history of Georgia football here. This is this is just what people have been doing since for a long time. And, I mean, all the students would go. A lot of South Georgia people like yourself, also love it because, hey, instead of me driving three, four, five hours to Athens for this game, you know, I can go right down the road and make it to Jacksonville in an hour and a half or so, you know, or an hour. So it's, I mean, I know all the people down in South Shore love it. It's it's kind of something that's become even more of a tradition for them. Um, but it's, it's you know, it's, I, I don't want it to change. I like I like it how it is. 
But if it comes to the point where recruiting is that big of a factor, then if they can, you know, compensate us with one year every three years, I think that'd be awesome. But it would just suck for the students. Basically, you get, unless your first year was when they went to Jacksonville, you would just get one game in Jacksonville every year in your entire college career, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, uh, Obviously, I'm kind of with you. If I had to have, if I had to, if I had to not have it in Jacksonville every year, that's the way I'd have it. But um, it's just it, it kind of sucks to have the conversation. Period, because uh, because kind of like you said, that was that was what I did when I was a kid. It was so close for us. We always went to Georgia, Florida. Right. It was always it, it, like we could get there in like two hours. It takes us almost four to get to Athens on a game day weekend. Take you four four and a half. Um, so always uh easy for us um but like i said it's just the you're not having fun while you're in jacksonville but it's the it's it's the game it's it's the atmosphere itself i mean anybody that's that's been to one of those games it's a different it's a different breed of game and then uh even kind of going your whole life being traumatized uh by how terrible those games were except just a couple times and then to finally have some some of those good experiences when you kind of go into Jacksonville and, and just some of those magical moments. Um, it, it'd be, it'd be weird to not have that. Um, yeah. but, uh, and also, also too, I don't really want Gator fans in my city. <laughs> That's a That's great point. A bit, <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> so, uh, they're a different breed. Uh, and so just don't want really anything to do with them. But um, but when yeah. We, so when we were like five or six years old, what was it, ninety six and ninety seven, that they played a home and away? Mm, um, yeah. Something. Some of those. Long, did you go to that game when when they went to San, when they were in San? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got our ass kicked. I think that was oh, when yeah, Spurrier yeah. like hung like forty five on us or whatever. Oh yeah, or it 50. was terrible. Yeah, I did. I I was not. I did not go to that game. It was no. Mm-mm. Thank God. The question is, Chancy, would you go to to Gainesville for a game? I would, based, probably similar to how I did this past year and said I wouldn't go to Columbia again, and then I went to Columbia, I would probably do the same thing because, like say, at least go the first year it happens to to support my dogs, and, and if I can live through it, I would do it. But, man, my God, I would be so miserable. I would have to be heavily medicated before I went down there. <laughs> Just want to like, be sedated. <laughs> It would. Oh my God! It would not be, not be good. But yeah, I, I, I would say that I wouldn't. But I'd at least go to one. So, I, I, I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I, I, whenever I went to Knoxville, which was in 2013, whenever we had three ACL tears, I, I said that. I'll never go back again. <laughs> when I went to Columbia and we lost, uh, you know, basically it was like the the. The first and first and why didn't you give it to Gurley kind of thing, uh, you know, ten five yards out or whatever, uh, and we ended up losing by like three points or so. Um, those those are the kind of things that made me say, hey, I'm never going to go back to those stadiums. I mean, I, there's going to be something if I go to Gainesville. There's going to be something that makes me think, I'm sure as hell never coming back to this city again. But uh, I, I'm with you. I I don't know if it would be the first time that we play there. But if it does come to the point where we do a home and away or a home and away in Jacksonville, I'll have to get down to Gainesville just so just so I can feel pure hatred. Mm. We talked about it beforehand. You know, going to Auburn, like you hate those people. You you go to Tennessee, you you hate those people. But going to Florida, it's like throw caution to the wind. These people suck. Let's burn it to the ground. <laughs> yeah, let's burn it to the ground. <laughs> there's there's no redeeming qualities of those people. No, so God bless. It's a it is a different different breed, but anywho. So keep needless to say, keep your eyes out for that. Uh, I'm not sure when the they're supposed to decide on all that kind of stuff or when that's going to happen. But we had, I think we've kind of talked about it randomly, but we wanted to make sure our thoughts were out there before they make some kind of decision. Uh, hopefully, it's not a rash decision. Uh, in Jacksonville, you better fork out all the money you have. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, apparently that weekend they make like I think I've read that they make like thirty-five million dollars in revenue, which is good. What? <laughs> Holy hell! Uh, so anyway, um, no, I'm I'm with you, man. I I think it's 
sit, let's sit back and see what happens. Um, you know, let's let's hope they keep a little bit of the tradition. I mean, if I can't really imagine, you know, not you know having a Jordan Florida where I, I you know I don't go to every Jordan Florida. We're going this year. I'm pumped about it. We're going to stay on Jekyll and have all you know have a great time. But I can't imagine as a student thinking I have one chance to go and enjoy, you know, the beach the day before, and then also, you know, the world's largest cocktail party. Although we hate Jacksonville, I mean, it's a damn good time before the game. I mean, oh, you yeah. get down there and you get a tailgate going, there ain't no stopping you. And then you get you get all liquored up and you get in the stadium, and it's like, well, any Florida fan's going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so... Uh, I'm I, I, I'm with you. I don't know what I would do if I don't have those memories uh, of being in Jacksonville. So yeah, um, mm, that's tough to tough to think about. Well, hate to end on a somber note like that. <laughs> well, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's let's be honest. You know, when, when we were talking about the the pod and what we we're going to talk about, it's like well, <laughs> there's not a whole lot going on. <laughs> and we we got some recruiting going on. Obviously, the Holloman thing was a big situation, um, but. Yeah, as we get closer to the season, obviously there's going to be more developments. There's going to be you know people talking about summer practice or not summer practice, but yeah, yeah, summer summer camp. You know, at the beginning of August, and you know as we start to see uh, what guys are going to be doing, you know what guys are going to be stepping up. I'm, I'm you know as of right now, the number one guy that I'm looking for coming in the season, and we'll probably get into this more in the season preview. Is man, I want my boy Zamir. I want Zamir to be to help be healthy. And uh, come in and, and kick some tail. I mean, I, I, the kid has way too much potential. He's way too much of a hard worker. Um, he he needs to be rewarded. And I think, uh, man, if he's healthy, if he's physically ready and emotionally ready, then I mean, we could have a stud on our hands that's going to be stepping in there, you know, right behind Swift. Uh, so I'm pumped about that. Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a special season either way. I'm I'm pretty excited about it, and we've kind of talked about it. Just an awesome schedule. Uh, we're gonna have a it's gonna be a fun time, so we want y'all, to, y'all to hang out with us as we uh, embark on a wonderful adventure. Yeah, and we didn't have a whole lot to talk about, but we still went went 52 minutes. So yeah, we ram- rambled for so daggum long. That's okay. Well, that's all right. All right. Well, uh, Chancey, you got anything else to say? For, you know, for the dogs. Dogs on top. Dogs on top. Well, go dogs then. <laughs> all right. We'll uh, we'll see y'all in a little bit.